This teaching is brought to you by Christian Family Church International. Let us pray as we go into the Word of God. Father, we thank you right now for your Word. We thank you that the entrance of your Word brings life. We thank you, mighty God, that even as we study your Word this morning, that you minister to us by your Spirit. Lord, I make it known to your children that I'm not trusting on my own human intellect, but I'm depending on you, Spirit of God, to speak for the Word with power and with anointing. And Lord, I promise to give you all the praise, the glory, and the honor for all that you will do and accomplish through your word this morning in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Now, this month is a month of thanksgiving. The theme of this month, you know, here at CFC is thanksgiving. And so this morning, I want to talk about count your blessings. You know, there are a lot of blessings that God brings our way. And it is so much important that we count our blessing. You know, it seems so natural in this world that we are living in for people to complain, you know, to be discontent, uh, to be selfish, to be thoughtless you know, forgetful of anything good done to them, and that, you know, life just goes on without looking back and reflecting on the blessings that are coming their way. You know, it's just like a blind man, uh, one blind man who was given a plate of food, and when he touched what is on the food, he you know, realize that this is a piece of meat. And so you ask them, what meat is this? They say, no, it's a piece of chicken. And so he say, oh, okay. For me, you have just given me a piece. I imagine all of you have gotten maybe half a chicken, you know. And so the following day, they thought, okay, let's give him half a chicken. And so he touched that and he said, oh, okay, it's half a chicken. Oh, you have given me half a chicken. It means that all of you have, t- have gotten the full chicken. Yeah. And so they could not please this man. And so the other day, they gave him, you know, a piece of meat. And then he said, oh, okay, you have given me, you know, a, a piece of meat, but you have gotten the whole leg of lamb. You know, so, so, you know, that man, there was nothing that could satisfy him. Now, isn't that what many people are living like, you know, today? Instead of enjoying what God has given them, they're always thinking of, I think, and maybe I should have gotten more. But we should not be like those people. Amen? People do not enjoy what they have when their attention is on others. You know, when you're always looking over your shoulder on what does he have, what does she have? You will never enjoy what you have. And so we need to appreciate what we have. Enjoy what we have. And be thankful for what we have. Hallelujah. So let us learn to count our blessing. You know, we need to be intentional. You know, because it's not a natural thing that comes 
uh, to all of us to say thank you, you know. But we need to be intentional in appreciating what we have, you know, in bringing thanksgiving unto God. Be intentional to live in the realm of praise and thanksgiving. You know, you ne we need to tell ourselves that, you know, I'm going to give thanks to God. I'm going to thank God for what I have. I'm going to thank God for what he has done for me. I'm going to thank God for what he has provided for me. You know, I don't, I'm not going to complain about what I still need to have in my life or what I still need to add on in my life. But I'm going to appreciate God and bring thanksgiving to him for what he has already done for me. Can I get an amen? So there is a need for Christian, Christians to practice thanksgiving unconditional. You know, it is easy for people to complain and focus on the negative but we need to look at the bright side of life. You know, we need to look at the good things that God has done for us. Hallelujah. And so we need to count our blessings. When we do that, our hearts will be filled with gratitude. Yeah. You know, it is said that always when you are looking at the bright side of life, you know, that also your, your health improves. You know, when you're complaining, you're critical about a lot of things, you know, you find that it's easy for you to get sick, to stay sick, you know, to have problems in your body, in your mind, and a and, and lot of things. But when you look at the bright side of life, you're thinking of, look at what the Lord has done. Look at how God has blessed me. Look at what has happened, has happened to me. You know, things, your life gets better. You know, you move on in life. You improve in life. You go to another level in life. Hallelujah. So our hearts will be filled with thanksgiving. Now, when we look into the Bible, you know, the Bible shares a lot about thanksgiving. So we are going to look at a couple uh, uh, verses that talks about thanksgiving. And then later on, we'll look at the story from the Bible, you know, what Jesus said about thanksgiving. Now, in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 4, the Bible says, Let there be no filthy, filthiness, nor foolish talk, nor crude joking, which are out of place. But instead, what should happen? Let there be thanksgiving. You know? So God is expecting our mouths to be full of thanksgiving. Uh, that it should be natural for us to give thanks to God. You know, for every little thing. Today you woke up, you know, this morning. And you woke up, you're able to come to church. You're able to breathe. You're able to... Uh, to, you know, to eat, to have something on the plate. Now, isn't that the reason why we should give thanks to God? And say, God, there are many people who didn't have what I had this morning. There are many people who don't have, or we were not able to wake up this morning, but I woke up this morning. God, I need to thank you. God, I need to appreciate you. God, you have been so good to me. 
Hallelujah. And so our mouths need to be filled with thanksgiving. In Philippians chapter 4, verse 6, the Bible says, Do not be anxious about anything. You know, in other words, don't worry about anything. You know, but what should happen? But in everything, by prayer and thanksgiving, we thank, at prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. Yeah. In other words, also in our prayers, as we present our prayers to God, we need to be saying, God, I thank you. I thank you that even as I'm making this prayer, that you're already sharing my prayer and that you're already answering my prayer. You know, we offer it with thanksgiving. And didn't Jesus do the same when he stood uh, and he made prayer to God? He said, God, I know that you always answer me. I know that you always hear me. You know, and so he was full of thanksgiving. His heart was full of gratitude, thanking God for what God is doing and has done for, for him. And so the Bible says that instead of worrying and complaining about a lot of things, we need to bring also our prayers with thanksgiving, thanking God that, God, we know that you already answer our prayers even as we pray. Hallelujah. In Colossians chapter 2, verse 7, the Bible says, being rooted and built up in him, that is in Christ, established in the faith, just as we were taught, yeah. abounding in thanksgiving. Yeah. Not only have a little bit of thanksgiving, but the Bible says that we need to abound. You know, we need to have abundance of thanksgiving. You know, our mouths must be filled with thanksgiving. We need to abound. And so God says that being rooted and being built up in Christ, we need to abound in thanksgiving. Can you say that with me? I need to abound in thanksgiving. I need to have more of thanksgiving in my life. Hallelujah. Now, Colossians 4 verse 2 tells us, Continue steadfastly in prayer, being watchful in it with thanksgiving. Yeah. So even in our prayer time, God says that we need to be watchful in our prayer time with thanksgiving. You know, when we are praying, when we are focusing in, on our prayers, we need to be bringing thanksgiving unto God and saying, God, I know that you're taking care of me. I know that you're meeting all my needs. I know that you're healing my body. I know that you're providing for me. I know that you are bringing peace in my family. I know that your angels are encamping around me. Wherever I go, you protect me. I know that, God, you're always there with me. You know, bringing thanksgiving unto God. Amen? You know, and so when we bring thanksgiving unto God, 
you, you know, we are always conscientizing ourselves that, by the way, it is not a, a, a by accident that something good happens to us. It's by the grace of God. You know, it's by the goodness of God in our lives. Hallelujah. I remember uh, two, three years back, uh, I was riding my motorbike, you know, and uh, I was in our campus in Milabela, so driving back, doing some work. I think I was doing uh, a Bible college. It was, uh, uh, you, know, uh, you know, the exam. So I was evangelizing, you know, and so uh, after that, uh, I rode back to Polokwane, and it was late, around 7 o'clock, and I was passing through uh, Mudimule, and as I went out of town, you know, I put on, there were cars coming, so I had my dim lights on, and uh, when they passed, I put on the bright light, and then here is this cow, decides to come in front of me, you know, and uh, and so now I was stuck in the middle of the road. What am I going to do? Because it's coming. You know, a cow thinks that it always has a right of way. You know, it thinks strangely somehow. So anyway, it's coming across the, the road. And then I'm on my motorbike. And then so I'm thinking, if I go behind it, because it does not have a reverse gear, you know, so if I go behind it, I'm going to be on a dead road, and, you know, that might be fatter. And so what I will do, I will go. I will speed up and just pass in front of it. Yeah. And then I did that, and I, I passed, but it was, it was going. You know. And then as I passed, the head, the nose touched my rear wheel. And, uh, and what happened? The bike flipped. Yeah. And I went off the bike, yeah, and then I rolled about twice in the air, somersaulted. I came back, I hit the tarmac, the impact was so great that it took me up again into the air. I somersaulted about three times, then I landed on the road. Now, during that time, uh, you know, I always had people saying that, you know, when you capsize with a car, everything goes on slow motion, you know. And so I, I, I saw that, I experienced that, that, you know, as I went up, everything was on slow motion, you know. And I realized that that is the truth. You should try it one day. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Don't try uh, this naughty, naughty pasta. <laughs> And so, uh, then here I am, on the ground, you know, hit the ground, and, uh, and I'm thinking, it's not a good idea to be in the middle of the road at night, you know, let me stand up. And I stood up. I said, wow, I could stand up, you know, and then I moved. I said, oh, I can walk. And I went outside. And, but one thing that happened is that during that experience, I felt like I'm lying on, on the bed, and then, I, and then I have, you know, a cushion, whether a juve or blanket around me. And as I was turning around, 
I felt cushion, you know, that I am turning in bed. It's only when I hit the tarmac that I realized that, oh, I was on the bike, and then now I'm on the ground, you know. And I stood up. And all of that, I come to think that it's not just a chance that I came out of that accident unscathed, no broken bone, no, you know, anything on my boat. It was the grace of God. Amen? And so we need to be thankful of God, thankful to God for what He has done. You know, two weeks, three weeks back, I was driving and, uh, you know, going to our campus on a Friday uh, prayer meeting. And then as I was on the road, here is a truck full of cement. It gets into the road. And then I say, if it's not a cow, it's a truck. What is happening? <laughs> and then I couldn't stop, you know, riding fine. So I decided that I will speed up and, you know, go in front of it. Again, it worked the first time, so... <laughs> So here I am, I'm coming, and then, and then I see the truck, you know, blew the, the hoods, and it did not stop. And I went in front of it, and as I came, it right at the rear end, it touched, touched my car, you know, and thank God this time the car didn't flip and so forth, you know, and I was able to stop. And so I see all of that, I said, you know, it's the grace of God. You know, it's the grace of God. And, you know, uh, we, uh, our members were here during the celebration. And so one of the bus was going back and they got stuck in Modemole, you know, around there. And, and so they asked me, what should I do? I said, okay, get my bike and go and tow the bus. Uh, we will see. What happened? So they got my bike because I was going to preach that Saturday evening somewhere. And so uh, they got the bus, and so they, they, they tore the, uh, uh, the bus up the hill. And when they went down, they lost control. And the bike went off the road, down the embankment. It rolled about eight times. Yeah. And when it rolled about eight times, uh, you know, when I got the message after I've just finished preaching and the word came through that there is an accident, so we had to go there. When I go there, the guys, there were two guys on the bike. Guys came out of that car unscathed. No marks, no, you know, anything. Total protection of God upon their lives. The car is a write-off, you know, but... You know, God protected them, you know. And so we should not take all of that for granted, that, oh, it's just so happened. It is the grace of God. You know, the fact that you are here, it is the grace of God. It is the goodness of God. We need to always be thankful to God for what he has done for us. Hallelujah. Praise God. So uh, we need to always be thanking God for his grace upon our lives. Now, uh, when we look at Luke chapter 17, you see, thanksgiving 
Uh, maybe before I go into Luke chapter 17, you know, the Bible tells us uh, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 3, verse 9, for what thanksgiving can we return to God for you? For all the joy that we feel for your sake before our God. So we should never reach a place where we feel that we have thanked God enough. You know, we forbid marriage. Uh, 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 first, first Timothy chapter 4 verse 3 says, We forbid marriage and require abstinence from foods that God created to be received with thanksgiving. He says food to be received with thanksgiving by those who believe and know the truth. First Timothy verse 4 says, For everything created by God is good and nothing is to be rejected if it is received with thanksgiving. And in Revelation chapter 7 verse 12, say, it says, saying, Amen, blessing and glory and wisdom and thanksgiving and honor and power might be to our God forever and ever. Amen. So we need to be thanking God and appreciating God for what he is doing in our lives. You know, that's what God requires. Now, the Bible talks about the ten lepers that came to Jesus and uh, asked for Jesus to heal them. In Luke chapter 17, uh, from verse 11, it says, On the way to Jerusalem, he, that is Jesus, was passing along between Samaria and Galilee. And as he entered a village, he was met by ten lepers who stood at a distance and lifted up their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he said to them, Go and show yourself to the priests. As they went, they were cleansed. Yeah. Now, Jesus did not pray for them. He just instructed them, go and show yourself to the priest. So obedience to Jesus' command is what brought healing to them. You know, they believed what Jesus said. And so they decided to go, you know, and, uh, 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 you know, do what Jesus commanded them. So Jesus, you know, uh, told them, he didn't say, oh, you are healed. You know, he just told them, go and show yourself to the priest. They got healed as they walked, as they moved, as they stepped. You see, they believed in Jesus. And so as they went, they got healed. Yeah. The healing was sudden, was immediate. It was visible, you know, but it Occurred after they obeyed the Lord Jesus' command. Yeah. Now, verse 15 says, Then one of them, when he saw that he was healed, he turned back, praising God with a loud voice. So this one did not wait until he reached the priest. You know, when he realized that he was now healed, he decided that, let me go and thank God. Yeah. So other nine continued to reach the priest. Probably they were eager to be declared clean. Because what happens is that when you had leprosy, you had to stay out of the community, out of town, 
And that is why they were outside. They were by the gate. You know, they were outside the city. And so, uh, that village. And you had to be out there. And when people come now to give them food, they have to put it somewhere, you know, and, you know, go move away. There was not going to be any physical contact with them. They were really doing social distancing, you know, uh, with them. And so that was what was happening. Now, that is why when Jesus passed, they shouted. They could not go closer to Jesus, you know, but they shouted from far and said, Jesus, son of David, have mercy upon me. But this one, this, you know, the nine of them, you know, wanted to go to the priest to be declared that now you are clean. You can go back to your society. You can go back to your family. You can go back to your house. Now all is well with you. You know, so rejoining society and be declared normal was more important to them than return to say thank you to Jesus. They must have been selfish in their thinking. People who do not give thanks are only thinking of themselves. It is like people who come to Jesus only to get healing or to get miracle or to get blessings. They never pay attention to worshiping Jesus for who he is. So this man used the same loud voice that he used to ask Jesus to heal him, uh, to praise the Lord as he pleaded Jesus to him. He's now using the same voice, loud voice, Jesus, you know, I thank you. And as desperate as we are to ask help from the Lord, is as desperate as we should be to thank him for his answers, even before we see answers. And so verse 16 says, and he fell on his face at Jesus' feet. Now, here he is now. He's coming closer. You know, he, he's falling now at Jesus' feet. He, he, he realized that I am normal now. I am healed now. I'm no longer an outcast now. I'm no longer a rejected person now. And he comes close to Jesus. He falls down. He fell uh, uh, on, his, on his face at Jesus' feet, you know, showing uh, uh, humility and giving him thanks. You know, he was giving him. Th and the Bible says that uh, now he was a Samaritan. You know, he was not even a Jew. He was no longer at a distance, but at Jesus' feet. He knew that he was healed and not afraid to contaminate Jesus and his disciples. His healing was definite. He was not worshiping from afar. Now, John 4, verse 9 tells us that the Jews had no dealings with Samaritans. Now, the nine Jewish lepers probably thought that it was their right to be healed. I don't know. I'm just thinking. Maybe this Samaritan did not have a Samaritan priest that he could go and clear him. He was just following other fellow lepers. That, no, as they declare you healed, probably they will declare me healed. You know, but he realized that I am healed. I don't need to go to any priest, to reach any priest. I need to go back to the source of healing. I need to go back to where I got my healing. 
you know. And so he made a U-turn right there, and he went to Jesus and said, Jesus, I am grateful. I am thankful for what you have done for me. You see, faith and healing should bring praise to God. If we do what we can, and what we can is we can thank God. If we do what we can, God will not fail to do what we cannot do. You know, our best that we can do to God is to thank Him and praise Him. Yeah. And the Bible says in verse 17, Then Jesus answered, Were not ten lepers, where are the nine? Who was, uh, was no one found to return and give praise to God except this foreigner? And he said to him, rise, go your way. Your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you whole. So while others were only healed, this man was made whole. The word whole year or well is the Greek word for salvation. It is an all-inclusive word. It means that he got more than healing. He got salvation. He got forgiveness. He got deliverance. He got peace. He got wholeness. He got a lot of things. So this Samaritan received more than physical healing. So thanksgiving brings more blessing than anticipated. So after he gave thanks, Jesus did not send him back to the priest. He sent him to go his way. He joined society with better blessing more than the nine other lepers who went to the priest. May we learn to give thanks for big things and for small things. May we count our blessing. Hallelujah. I want us, even as we close this message, I want you to close your eyes for a minute. And I want you to recall great things, good things that God has done for you, either great or small. And I want you to whisper a prayer unto God. And you say, God, I thank you for this. God, I thank you for that. God, I thank you for this blessing. Can we do it right now in Jesus' name? Open up your mouth and begin to thank God right now. Father, we thank you. We thank you for your goodness in our lives. We thank you that you have been good to us. Lord, we could have died, but you spared our lives. God, we could be sick in hospital, but here we are today healed. God, we could be experiencing pains in our bodies, but God, here we are today. We are grateful to you. We are thankful, God, for what you have done. We are thankful, God, for your blessings in our lives. We are thankful, God, for the great things that you have done for us. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. We give you thanks. In Jesus' name. While we are still in the atmosphere of prayer, maybe you are here today and you say, Pastor, can you please pray for me? I am not born again. 
I am not saved. I don't have a relationship with Jesus. Maybe I am religious, or maybe I've been going to church, but I have not, never surrendered my life to Jesus. I have never experienced Jesus coming into my heart. And maybe you're saying that, can you please pray for me? I want to give my life to Jesus today. If that is you, I want to pray for you. This will be the greatest day of your life. Jesus will introduce himself into your heart. You will know that your life will be change, is changed. You will know that things are different because of Jesus in your life. And so if, if that is you, you say, Pastor, can you please pray for me? I want to give my life to Jesus. Can I ask you to raise up your hand right now? And I will see your hand and I will pray for you. And God will bless you. Just raise up your hand right now. Thank you so much. God bless you. Is there anyone else? You say, Pastor, that's me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Thank you so much for all the hands that I see going up. Is there anyone else? You say, Pastor, that's me also. Today, I want to give my life to Jesus. Today, I want to surrender my life to Jesus. Today, I want to be a child of God. Just raise up your hand right now wherever you are. And I will pray for you. And God will change your life. Thank you so much for raising up your hand. Don't be scared. Don't be afraid. You know, this is the greatest moment of your life, of giving your life to Jesus. And even as you raise up your hand right now, leaders from the church will come and put their hands on your shoulder just to encourage you. So if maybe you have raised up your hand and nobody has come to you, can I ask you to raise it up again? And the Lord will bless you. Just lift up your hand right now. And thank you so much for all of you that have raised up your hand. And God will bless you. Thank you so much for your hands. Thank you so much for more hands that I see going up. Just raise it up high and somebody will come to you right now. And God will bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We want to pray with you right now. Father God, I thank you right now for these people that have given their lives to you. Today, they are surrendering their lives to you. Father, I thank you for them. Lord, I thank you that your, li your, your life is coming into their lives, that you are changing them, that you are transforming them in the name of Jesus Christ. I thank you, God, that you are confirming your salvation in their hearts in the name of Jesus. Now, I want all of you who raise up your hands to follow me in this prayer. I will be asking Christians also to encourage you and let us pray this prayer together. Let's say, Father God, today I realize that I need you in my life to be my Lord, to be my Savior. I ask you, God, that you forgive me for every sin that I have committed. Wash me by your blood. Make me your child today. I surrender my life to you. I thank you, Jesus, that I am born again. I am saved. I am a child of God. And as from today, I will serve you with all of my heart because I love you. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you for joining us during this episode of Living Life with Dr. Theo and Bev Fulmerans. We hope that through this inspired teaching, you had an encounter with God. If you enjoy the teaching ministry of Apostle Theo and Dr. Bev Volmerans and would like to enjoy more resources, we hope you will visit our website at www.christianfamilychurch.co.za or for our American listeners, www.christianfamilychurchsa.com. Thank you.